Welcome to the S Word Live. My name is Renee Rebar, and I am here as your sales strategist, speaker, and author of the book, Sell Like a Mother. And I'm talking to you, Facebook, and I'm talking to you, Instagram. And today we're talking about five super secret strategies that I usually only share with my paying clients, but they're going to help you stand out. Hey, Pamela, amongst your competition even if you're a small fish in piranha-infested waters. <laughs> so say hello as you join. My name is Renee Rebar. I'm here in beautiful gray Detroit. I know Pamela is too. Tell me where you are in the world, and let's dive into today's lesson. So today's lesson is going to help you understand some of the key components to standing out amongst your competition, even if you're a small fish and it's big waters and the other guys are stronger, faster, more experienced than you. There's a few key components that you can really put into action. So tell me where you are today and tell me about your business. Tell, drop a link to your to your webpage or to your Instagram or to your Facebook. This is a networking event. Let's hear about each other. Let's talk about each other. And so let's dive into this content. It's pretty exciting. The bottom line is, is you've got to get creative. <laughs> you've got to get creative. Use your noodle, as my grandma used to say. Use your Anybody else use that phrase? Use your noodle? <laughs> Tell me if you use that phrase or that's just my grandmother. So, you know, you really have to like step back and, and kind of gain perspective of where your clients are coming from when they have the problems that your business solves. Whether you're a lipstick maker, a sandwich maker, a sales strategist, an author, a publisher, whatever your business is, there are unique strategies that can help you adjust the angle that you can help your customer or potential customer look at the problem that will help you, boom, stand out. Even if you're not, and especially if you're not the cheapest kid in town. Because I, I, what I don't want is for you to have, you know, drive to the bottom pricing. So stepping back and getting perspective, you know, looking at some of the old you know, whole hum tactics that are out there. They're just not working anymore. Our, our customers are getting more savvy quicker, which is good. I want them to be educated. We want them to know about the marketplace. And then, of course, we want to continue to be that trusted advisor in their world. And so, you know, when you're shopping around for a solution, if your customers are, um, they're oftentimes only looking at it from their perspective, from one very specific angle. They have a very specific pain. They keep crying about this pain. Like, oh, I'm just so overwhelmed, or oh, I just have, I ha I'm so hungry, or I'm so tired, or I don't have enough time, or I want to make more money. These are the overarching, bigger problems. Would you say that, that we hear these big problems a lot? And so... How do you stand out? Because those are pretty big problems, and there's probably about 10,000 ways to solve any one of those problems any given Sunday. <laughs> so uh, how do you do it? I mean, that's what we're going to talk about today. And I, and when you, do, when you do try some of these strategies, I want you to report back and let me know what worked, what didn't. But the key thing is, is to get creative. Um, you know, and I love to hear success stories, but... Failure is a part of the a part of the path of success oftentimes. So let me know even if you tried something and it didn't work because oftentimes it'll help. Hey Heather, say hello as you join again. Hello Heather again. Hello Lena. Hello Colton and Katie. Hello Jessica. So Jessica, you know what? You coming on here kind of reminds me of this. Um, so Jessica is the only certified 
um, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this right, practitioner, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Jessica, of this specific personality assessment that is given by, like, the Brit- is given to the British military at the U.S. Naval Academy, they use it. Uh, she's the only certified practitioner in the state of Tennessee. Let's see, am I, am I right about that? Maybe you can, <laughs> got that right, K-A-I. So, actually, Jessica, she uh, interviewed me, and I do have a, I do have a link to that. I'll make sure I link to that in <laughs> the comments. Um, of the video of her of assessing me. It's kind of funny. <laughs> she does a great job. I'm just, I always think I'm, you know, there's a lot of squirrels running around up here. So what she said to me was something that, that is the theme of today's training, which is you've got to get creative. And what she told me was that of all the people that she's ever assessed, that I scored, there's only one other person that scored higher that she's ever assessed in creativity. I thought, well, dang. I felt pretty special. And I thought, well, where does that creativity come from? Because if you had told me, oh, you're creative, I would have been like, well, I don't do crafts. You know, I'm not, like, creative, like, with decorations. <laughs> and I'm not, like, creative, like, in my sense, like, I'm not creative with food or with, like, other things. I'm, I, I guess, really, my creativity comes out of me by getting creative about how to solve my clients' problems and to not just look at them from straight on, to look at them from different perspectives and different angles. In fact, one of my favorite movies of all time, and I know not everybody likes this movie, it's not very popular, it's called Vantage Point. (laughs) And it's all because of the theme, which is you've got to look at one thing, but you've got to look at it from 10 different angles to really get the full picture. And so this is the first key to what I want to talk to you about today, um, is, is, is to figure out what different angles you can you can look at your clients problems at so, I, so for one thing because jessica came on i was like oh i remember that story but this is the, the direction i wanted to take you is nothing ends up where we think it's going to right almost nothing could you say that almost nothing ends up where we think it's going to i know for me even like when i started my career i started out as a journalist like i was like i'm gonna be a creative writer i'm gonna be a journalist i'm gonna write and so I got really into journalism. I took my degree in, in, in writing and creative writing and journal and, um, journalism. <laughs> Hello. Um, English was my first language. Uh, and then I pursued law school. I, you know, I took my, my LSATs and I was, I was looking for which law school I was going to spend the next two, three years at. And then on a, on a whim, kind of waiting between offers, I answered an ad in the newspaper, because this is 1994 at this point in the story, and the answered ads in the newspaper, and they were legit, (laughs) and it was for a sales job, and I tell you, I freaking loved it. I loved it because it encompassed all the things that I loved, uh, what I thought I was going to love about journalism and about um, being a lawyer, is asking questions and getting to the bottom of things so that you could solve someone's problem, like, hero, hero, who doesn't want to be the hero? So I really loved it, and honestly, I made crazy, insane money doing it, so it was kind of hard to, like, quit that and go to law school. I was like, hmm. So I stuck with it, and <laughs> that kind of led me to where I am today with you. I ended up buying my own sales company and my own sales territory and training thousands and thousands of people how to do what I do, which is really what I'm about to tell you, which is all about getting creative and looking at things from different perspectives. So uh, Jessica, who's been my client, she could actually probably attest to this, um, you know, like, where did you think you were going to, you know, end up when you started your career? Did you always think you were going to be what you are today? Are there pieces of what you do today that could have fit into different careers? Like when Jessica analyzed <laughs> my personality, she's like, you know, often people 
um, fit their job fits them. And it's not because they like they self-select. It's not because they were told or because it's because they feel most comfortable in those roles. So Jessica is another interesting person. Make sure you click on her bio. She is amazing. So here are the five secret strategies that you can use today, right now, if you have a call later on today, to stand out from your competition and make more sales, even if you're a small fish and piranhas are everywhere. <laughs> I don't know about you, but there's some pretty crazy piranhas in my fish waters. So here's the number one thing, and it's going to sound lame at first, but I'm going to give you some details. Ask better questions. So oftentimes I'll get on a training call with a client about their sales conversations and it's like they're just asking the question to wait for the person to answer so they can shove whatever pre-packaged order they have down their throat. I'm not on purpose, but that's just they don't they want to rush through this very important piece of the sales process. They want to rush through the questions. You can't rush it. Here's what I encourage you to ask. Where are you looking for support? What have you tried so far? What hasn't worked, right? So like, remember that whatever problem they're telling you they have, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough health, I don't have enough whatever, anything. Any, all those bigger problems are, it's really the problem beneath the problem beneath the problem where your unique solution, even if it costs more, is more appealing because you help them identify the actual real problem instead of just the symptoms that they're having because of the problem. Right on. And that's another reason why I love yoga so much because it does, it's like if my shoulder hurts then I don't like that. If I go to my medical doctor, they're like, here's a shot of cortisone. Unlike my yoga teacher, Irina Miller, she will tell me, okay, so you got to work on your hips because your shoulders and your hips and it's usually your opposite hip. And here are four yoga poses you can do, do these for the next three days and then get back to me. That I can do. That makes more sense to me, right? So she's assessing the problem. She asks more questions. And she asks, what have you tried? How are you sitting? Are you walking? Are, what shoes are you wearing? Where are you walking? Is it a cobblestone street? Is it a dirt road? Is it grass? Is it a sidewalk? So, like, the deeper questions help me look at my symptomatic problem of my shoulder hurting in a way that I hadn't before, which means I look at her as a much more valuable resource to me even if I could go get a yoga class for 15 bucks down the street, they don't know me like she does now, right? So she's established that rapport, that, that role in my life as the trusted advisor. And that's what I want you to have with your potential clients. And so, again, this is the secrets to sales. <laughs> Heather says, laugh out loud, squirrels. Yes. So you're diagnosing. You're asking lots of questions. Um, but, and we're going to get into this in, in a minute. But here is the key, too. Number two Listen without interrupting. <sighs> Come to every phone call, every single, <laughs> every single client meeting with two things, a pen and a piece of paper. That's it. You don't need to come with all your marketing material and collateral and your uh, infographics yet because you don't know the full picture yet. So this is your first meeting with them, whether it's in their office, on the phone, at a coffee shop, wherever it might be, at a convention center, at an event. You need to diagnose the problem a little more. So here, as you are, you're going to be listening. This is step number two, listening twice as much as you're talking. So the ratio is you want them talking 80% of the time and you're only talking 20% which from a sales perspective, people that are looking in from the outside on sales, they think, well, geez, 
aren't salespeople supposed to tell me what they need? No, the best salespeople ask you. And then they come up with solutions, and it may not be them. That's the key. It may not be them. Has that ever happened to you guys? Where you've gotten on a call with somebody, and you thought, man, I feel like I just got, I'm a square peg, and I got shoved into a round hole. Like, if I don't take this offer, then I'm out, right? That doesn't feel right for me. And so for a lot of people that I work with, you are so experienced. You have 10, 15, 20 years of experience behind you. The hard work's over. Now you're at the point where you just need to figure out how your experience can help and benefit them in a consultative basis. And this is, again, where so many, hey, my yoga teacher just joined. What's up, Irina? So um, I just mentioned to you earlier, yours must have been burning. So you want to for sure uh, think of yourself, how can I help them? And how? And you can't know unless you're listening. So you want to listen without interrupting. A lot of people that I've worked with and trained, especially women, this is one of the most important places where women are different than men when it comes to selling, and in this case, the consultative conversation here, is we hear something that we're like, we hear something that we're, we have in common, that we're aware of, and we're like, me too, and we start just talking, and the person who we asked that question of might have just answered the question. Maybe they didn't even finish answering the question. And we were so excited that we had something that we could talk about, too, that we start talking about it. And that, my friends, will just shut the other person down oftentimes. And it doesn't allow space for them to actually have the ability to tell you the real problem, which they can't even verbalize yet. You have to bring it out of them. What is the real problem? Why aren't you doing this? What is happening? And so this is this is the place, this listening without interrupting, that's step number two. Now, step number three, again, is something that I can say over and over again, and I have had people come back to me and say, oh, my gosh, this one step, this was the step that made the difference in my sales. This was the step that allowed me to go from making 1000 bucks a month to 9000 bucks a month. This one step. So this is step number three, and that's reflect back to them so that you can make sure you didn't miss anything, because oftentimes we do. And that by reflecting back all the things you just heard them say, it allows them to complete the thought and to complete the cycle of pain that they've been feeling. And then, <laughs> listening can be hard, Heather says, agreed. I literally am like, I have to like hold my mouth shut. Like, hmm. <laughs> it's hard. So that being said, they go into the whole picture, and then you can get the whole picture, finally, of how you may be able to help them, or if you need to, send them somewhere else. And that is the true sense of why the, what I teach people is so different than the way other people teach it. So um, reflect back. And then, and here's the rest of number three, is ask more questions. Ask, like, questions, for example, tell me more about, such and such. So you're like, do I have the full picture? They're like, well, there's a little bit more. And then they say more, you listen, and you're like, well, tell me more about that. And what happened when you tried this? Now tell me what happened when this happened. And what happens is, again, more information comes out, you get a fuller picture. Remember, you're the expert in your space. They are suffering from a pain, and they don't have any idea about your side of the woods. So they're coming to you, potentially, because they need your brain. So let them give you all the information you need so that you can make the best next step recommendation for them. Okay, now here, step number four and step number five are huge. Step number four is something that <clears throat> most people say, I don't have any of these. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't been in business long enough. 
are, you know, a lot of people that I work with are just coming into the online space, putting up their own shingle as a consultant for the first time. And they don't have 25 years of client experience. They have 25 years of experience, but not of this type of client experience. So number four is tell a relatable story. Um, but how do you do that if you haven't had 10 clients just like them before? Well, you can give a collage of experiences. You can say, everything you've told me, Joanne, sounds a lot like a problem that somebody else had. And it can be you can be reflecting back on a problem you solved in your corporate life or at another job you had and say, it sounds like this. And the way that this was solved was in this amount of time with a few key solutions that I bring to the table. Does that sound like like your problem? Does that sound like a story that you'd like to be able to tell the results of? And they're like, yeah. And then you can ask more questions. <laughs> and so, you know, so many people come into this part of the call and they're like, I've got to show how I'm better. I've got to show my stuff. I've got to show what I do with a hundred testimonials. I mean, that's nice, but honestly, people are only going to buy from you because they trust you, not always what other people say. So it's important that you're connecting with them and not just showing up what everybody else says. Say hello as you're joining us. we got some new people who have joined. Hello, Linda. Hello, Pamela. Hello, Candy. Hello, Kathy. Oh, Kathy, I'm going to be on your podcast next week. I keep exceeding or it's on my calendar soon. I keep seeing it. I'm like, woohoo. Kathy, you got to put the link to your podcast. It's pretty awesome. I don't want to mess up the name because it's kind of one of those names that I can say wrong and get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty awesome. Okay, so here's step number five. And this is the key. This is where most people um, lose it. They can, this is like, I would say, once they get to the part where they're asking you questions and they're telling this good story, they're like, okay, awesome. They just sit there. Or they're like, great. Talk to you later. <laughs> Got to go one more step further, and that's you must move along to the next commitment. And what I mean by this is success loves speed, right? I mean, this is, again, you know, why businesses need a sales system so that they can follow every single step fast. Because right now, at this point, if you don't offer the next commitment, which is either a consultation, like a VIP day, a strategy session, some another meeting, if you don't offer this right now at this point, you are just warming them up for somebody else. You got to respect that. You are just warming them up. So you have to move it along. They're not going to go suffering for weeks and weeks and months and months and not have a cure. They're looking for a cure. You have the best information now. You can custom create a cure. And if you can't think of it while you're on the phone or think of it while you're in the meeting, then set up the next meeting and say, I'd love to talk to you tomorrow. I have a few more questions, but our time today is done. And here is the key to this, too, is, don't make initial meetings too long. Otherwise, the person's going to feel like they're under the heat lamp, and they're like, oh, my God, she asked me 8,000 questions, and I'm exhausted, right? <laughs> so instead of asking 1,000 questions all at once, make this initial meeting like 15, 20 minutes, okay? And if you can't get all those questions done in 15, 20 minutes, no problem, set up another meeting the next day, the next week, right? Not too far in advance. And then when you think you have the full picture and you can make some good advice for them, some good solutions apparent, this is how you stand out. This is where you stand out. No matter how big you are, no matter how small you are, people don't buy from logos. They don't buy because you're wearing your brand colors. They buy because they like you, they trust you, and they feel like you have their best interests in mind. And I'm speaking to you, and I think you do. So you just need to convey that through this system. Cool? 
So I'm excited for you guys. I went a lot longer <laughs> than normal because you can take this. I have, I have people that pay a lot of money for this advice. The difference between what you're hearing now and what my clients pay for is is the customization, right? And so the actual practicality, they have me as a sounding board. They have me to hold them accountable. So hearing it once isn't always enough. And that's why I have a business, right? <laughs> so ultimately, I'm so glad <laughs> that you're here today. Thank you so much. Keep sharing. Keep glowing. Keep giving your goodness to the world. Everybody needs what you have. We all need each other. This isn't just the me show. This is everybody. So please drop your links. Bossy cluckers. No fluff strategy for your business. I love Kathy. That's what Kathy's. <laughs> podcast is i can't wait to be on it hey carrie sharp i'll see you tomorrow uh hey Lori. hey lena oh i love it i love it thank you guys for joining have a happy wednesday see you next week on the s word 